Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, and Trevor Hare scenes. Ultimate Spider-Man. See, it's just, it's easier. It's just clean. You rattle off names. We add one every single time we mm-hmm. get to a new one. This is the plan. This is the plan like, going forward. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> Gotta, you, you have to do the hamburger answer. It rhymes. The voice doesn't come out. See? It rhymes. Instant change in your voice. But, what uh, I wanted to do was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so this is, of course... Uh, We are going through Ultimate Spider-Man specifically this week. We are checking out volume 13 entitled Hobgoblin. And I am joined by the only man who I would trust to drive me over the edge so that I shout out Cellar Door, Malcolm Russell Nelson. I am your Molten Man! And unfortunately, Jacob is not joining us this week. We had a little bit of a fight. I'm going to let you know. Um, I found out that Jacob and just this is a secret between us and you listeners. So don't tell anybody, obviously. But Jacob has been fighting crime recently. And I got a little lax on his secret identity and i may have put myself in danger during a large kerfuffle so we're we're having a fight this week but i mean it's entertainment so he'll be back next week you know i gotta be honest as a person who was there for the fight but had nothing to do with the fight kind of uncomfortable super uncomfortable we recorded it this guy it was uh it was a full 45 minutes we're gonna make that a patreon bonus podcast (laughs) (laughs) I was going to call it the fight. The fight? The fight. Um, I was going to call it the slap, but that market is so oversaturated right now. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, that means we're going to jump right into it. Malcolm and I are here. We're going to chat you up about Hobgoblin. And let's just just get into this because I have some thoughts on this. Jacob picked a hell of a week to not be here. I'm just going to say that. I uh, like this volume still. It's real interesting. <laughs> so we're going to kick things off. Chapter 72 starts with a familiar scene that I feel like we've seen at least five times now from different perspectives. We've seen a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine months ago, we see the spider bite that started it all. We see the spider being flung onto Mary Jane and this was interesting this is interesting we see all we basically kind of follow everything that happened in sequential order for the most part for the most part and then we get to peter you know going home after the bus ride they have that nice little what we thought was a cute flirtatious moment on the bus turns Uh out not to be ladies and gentlemen now we know we know what the business was and i would be interested i haven't yet obviously but i would be interested to go back to those early issues and see if this was the plan or if this was just something that bendis came up with i i honestly don't know i would i would it's love hard to, to tell ask, i would love to ask him about that it's too far gone at this point like yes. there's no way to get a real honest answer 
But I, ever since I first read this issue, I would love to find out because that is so interesting. <laughs> so Mary Jane is sitting on, on, I believe, Peter's stoop, isn't it? Or is it her own stoop? No, it's hers. Okay. And That's who hers, rolls yeah. up? Harry Osborne. Harry Osborne sits down and the two of them talk. And he mentions, uh, you, you were trying to make me jealous. And the two of them are chatting. And I didn't like this conversation as soon as he mentioned that. I'm like, I don't like where this is going. I don't want this at all. <laughs> because as we get further into the conversation, we find out they've, uh, they've had a little thing. Had a little thing. And they kiss. And apparently they had been dating for an indeterminate amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then everything else happened, which brings us to today. Yep. And we meet Shablamo. Shablamo. That's what I call him. It's Shablamo. I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same we're on the same wavelength with that. Because I saw that 100%. and I was like, there's no way that's not his TM copyrighted name. <laughs> splash that on the page. Shablamo! He said, I need a name to go with my villainous, villainous feels. Shablamo. Oh, shablamo. It just announces me. All right. We're expect your shablamo guy. (laughs) Just playing shablamo. Yeah. Have you ever thought of a spill (laughs) and you just need to blow it up instead of cleaning whatever it's spilled on? Well, that's shablamo. Expect your WonderCon 2022 shablamo Funko Pops in the mail. (laughs) Get it. So. Spidey is uh, unconscious at the feet of Shablamo's uh, might when all of a sudden he starts threatening the scientists. Spidey says he was faking being knocked out and is able to defeat Shablamo before heading off with all of the praise of a one-person high school graduation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, just, he's, he's, he's Rodney Dangerfield. He ain't getting no respect. And no respect no respect at all so he heads back swinging through the city and he goes on his inner monologue uh basically just saying like this is this sucks this is awful i hate this heads back to class when who's back harry osborne and after seeing the scene from the first part of this issue i was like i don't like how you're touching him mj uh-huh maybe just me maybe just me it's interesting but- it it's changes everything about their interactions. It's so it changes true. everything. It's down so to true. and I mean it's even brought up in this story later, but even down to in volume four when she like just goes to the Osborne's place. Yeah. After knowing that there's been issues with and maybe not being fully aware of what's going on at that moment, but mm-hmm. still goes. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely does. Makes a lot of sense. It's kind of really it's a smart if it's a retcon, it's a smart retcon. Agreed. Absolutely agree. So the two of them are talking after Harry goes off to hang out with Flash and Kong. And Peter's just like, do not be around him. Like, stay away from him. I don't need to give... And this is where Peter kind of... Peter's definitely in the wrong here. He's like, I don't need to explain this to you. Just don't be around him. Mm-hmm. Don't ask questions. Just do what I say. And... MJ gives him like the perfect volley back response. 
just mm-hmm. like I didn't kill Gwen Stacy and just walks away. And at that point, like that's done and dusted. Peter is dead. He has been locked in his locker and buried six feet under. Yeah, there's no over. coming back from that. It's over. So Peter goes back to the house and surprise, surprise, May's packing. They're packing up the house. They sold the house. And tomorrow is moving day. And as Peter makes his way down to the basement to start packing things up, apparently someone just let themselves in and had been just sitting in his basement for some time. That being Harry Osborne. Makes sense. And he and Peter are talking and Peter is shocked to know that Harry remembers. And he's like, look, I know who you are. I know what the deal is. My life is ruined. My life has been ruined multiple times. And every single time, there you are. He goes Aaron Burr on his Alexander Hamilton saying, every place I checked, the only common factor has been your disrespect. And is it, it, what is that? What are, what are you doing? It's a, it's, a, it's a Hamilton reference. Hamilton's still oh, cool. Okay. I, I, I don't know it, man. Hamilton's still cool. So I don't know it, man. So they continue this very tense conversation. And Harry mentions, he's like, every time my father goes nuts, there you are. And I come back to Queens. And who's dating my girlfriend? Which is a shock to Pete. Because mm-hmm. Harry goes James Franco on him and says, I'm the other guy. That's that's what I love about this. And this is well before Spider-Man 3. But it's real Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3 energy, Harry. It, is it before Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is still like 2000. Oh, geez. This would be like 2006. That's wild. And and it's definitely because like we're reading this back to back, but it feels like the time progression is just so like minuscule between issues. No. And it's because it's coming out like twice a month at this point, like twice a month or like it's either twice a month or like every like three weeks, you know? Wow. Yeah. So we flashed to one week ago, chapter 73, and Pete, I mean, Harry is in this kind of retreat. He's in the Alps. He's in the Alps. <laughs> it's like he's in the Alps. And he's reliving all of the trauma and all of the memories that he's had when who shows up? Mr. Nick Fury. Fury Nicholas J. He walks up and he basically is like, look, we kept you here to help you recover. You're going home. And Harry's like, okay, cool. I want to see my dad. And Nick Nick is basically like, no, champ, not going to happen. And the two of them argue for a little bit until basically he says, look, this is, this is the deal. Your dad was incredibly close to being one of the all-time greats when it comes to biology and like, you know, scientific advancement, but he decided to make himself into a 10 foot tall raging Hulk monster instead. So we are going to keep him. All of his assets are liquidated and now they're yours. And then we cut to six days ago where Peter, Mary Jane and Booster Gold are having a conversation in the parking lot. (laughs) And unbeknownst to them, parked just a little ways away, Harry Osborne. Mm-hmm. wearing Morpheus sunglasses. I yes, have to he imagine. is. 
they look pretty Morpheus. Which I guess were all the rage in 2006. I mean, that's well after the sequels. Right. That's 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 when people don't like the Matrix for some reason. Oh, right, 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 right. That's when people are like, no, the Matrix is stupid. Which is dumb because the Matrix is awesome. You know, pop culture is cyclical, listeners. And all you need to know is that it's time to fly. Time to fly. And so we cut to five days ago. Damn, am I going to watch that after this? (laughs) You might. (laughs) I might. No. (laughs) If you haven't lately, go rewatch all of the Matrix films. All of the Matrix films. Every single one. But only the scenes that feature Morpheus. And see how that story progresses. I would be very interested. Because then you get to play the headcanon of maybe Neo's a hallucination. Maybe Morpheus has been at this too long. So... Mm-hmm. We cut to five days ago where uh, Harry is still dealing with trauma, dealing with his suppressed memories due mm-hmm. to like the hypnosis that we saw him undergoing. And in the middle of a meeting about assets, which is very amazing Spider-Man 2. Agreed. This, is, also, this is where we get Dane DeHaan, Harry. Yeah, we do. Hell What's yeah. Your... Hi, Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Oh man, he's listen. I don't like that movie. He's dynamite. He He is dynamite in that movie. I wish we had gotten more of just Harry. I don't like him once he turns into Goblin Harry, but yeah, I because it feels rushed. I think it does. It does. But him as Harry is like wonderful. Even like even him like hiring Electro and shit like works really well. Yeah, absolutely. The Jeopardy thing. I need you. (laughs) It's so good. He's great. He's fantastic. Dan DeHaan, underrated actor. Absolutely agree. So Harry is looking over the remains of Osborne Industries. He Oi! Has, he has returned to Oi! And he's looking over the remnants of this just destroyed facility. And he basically, you know, the uh, the guys, the lawyer guys are like, all right, we can get this right assault whenever. He's like, no, we're keeping it. Because I said so. And he is going to live with his grandfather, I believe, or his granduncle. Yeah. Something like that. He's an old man who sleeps, is what we know about him. <sighs> and am I wrong? Uh, so no, we cut not. to three days ago. Uh, Harry is enjoying a good old New York slice. And for just a real quick aside, folks. <sighs> Deep dishes pizza. It's, it's all pizza. Deep dish is pizza, yeah. It's all, um, it's all pizza. I, listen, uh, let's talk about the pizza for a second because I have a problem with how he's holding the pizza. Do you oh, know anyone sure. who holds their thumb on the back of the slice, not on the, like past the crust? Past the crust. Uh, past no. the crust. He's holding. He's got it like like it's a credit card. Like he's holding the slice of pizza like it's a credit card. He's about to slide into his mouth. And that's garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark Bagley, I love you. I think the art on this book looks phenomenal. That is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen in my life. That's offensive. <laughs> that's offensive. So he gets a call from an unknown caller and he goes outside to meet Jason Statham. Yeah. Jason Statham's back. You think I'm joking, but it's no, I mean, Mr. That's- Shaw. Yes. Yeah. His yeah. name is Mr. Shaw. Yeah, it is. 
Now, is his name Deckard still? Or is it... Uh, he, what was he's it? not Luke Mr. Evans. He's not Luke Evans. No, no, because he had a different name in Fast 6 when he's credited in 6. Did he? His name, yeah, his name isn't Deckard Shaw. What do you yeah, mean it's, it's not it's Deckard a, Shaw? No, no, when, he, when he's credited in Fast 6, it's a different name. No fucking it's way. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's a different name, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, you get to 7 and his name is now Deckard. Yeah. No, hold on. But it's it's something else. Hold on. I swear to God. Look it up. Hold on. Yeah, you, you let us know what's happening in this uh in this right, car so, ride from hell. So yeah, so Harry gets in the car with with you know Shaw, uh who we know is the man who tried to run over uh Peter in the first volume. Uh he works for Osborne. Um and so this guy's first off, he's driving pretty fast and furious, which I really do appreciate. Uh, <laughs> again, this is years before, but uh, so you know he's he's talking to Harry, and Harry's like, "Where are you taking me?" He's like, "I'm taking you somewhere that your you know your father stuff." Do you know what I did for your father? He's like, "Oh, I know you did his dirty stuff. You know, I, I used to listen in on you guys' conversations." And Shaw flips, grabs his neck while he's driving, which is tight. He's <laughs> like, "What did you say to me?" He's like, "I don't know where your dad is." All I know is that he told me, like, this is for you. Like, he wants me to show you something. So he brings him to this random ass place. Uh, which Holy just shit. Is... Dude, right? I told you. Yeah. So listeners, in case you were in case you're yeah. curious, Deckard Shaw was originally named Ian Shaw. Ian Shaw, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Which is just on a scale of one to ten. Ian's like a two, but Owen and Ian. Yeah, that's why. I that's get why. it. It sounds cute. I get it. But, but then, they're, the game, but, but they're not the cute kids who go to the playground outside a church every Sunday and Wednesday. Like, well, I used to be. I just want to. At no point was Jason Statham ever a child. Jason Statham was born. Oh yeah, he went into the transporter series. Yeah, I was gonna say the first time you see Jason Statham in a movie, which I guess would be like the one. Yeah, that's 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 Jason Statham at like age six. Oh shit! I yeah, he's the other cop other than Delroy Lindo. Other cop. Yeah, you know what? He's the other cop other than Delroy Lindo. Not yeah. e- not even a bit. If you haven't lately, seriously, the one is I'm gonna go awesome. rewatch the one. <laughs> yeah, the one is awesome. That's your that's... multiverse of madness right there. Yes, it's the first like multiverse movie. <laughs> like, no yeah. joke. Yeah, go, that movie's go, awesome. Go rewatch the one. It fucking slaps and it has it has an amazing ending i think the ending does so fitting with him like in the on the like prison planet sort of like it's sick like so cool it's a cool ass ending yeah great movie so anyway sorry continue anyway so uh so he brings them to this this place in the middle of nowhere that has two giant metal doors in the ground Mm. and he's talking up he's talking up here or norman you know Talking about like, hey, Norman and I, we were in the Gulf War together. Did you know that? Like, mm. we're old boys. Your dad was a genius, you know. He wanted you to remember. You know, he's a bit of a control freak, but he wanted you to remember. And he's like, what? see what? Remember what? And then Shaw hits him with two words, baby. Eric, what are those two words? Cellar door. Dun 
Dun, dun. And then everything comes flooding back to Harry's brain. Oh, God. Which is sick. Everything comes flooding back. First, yeah, that he flashes image of the to, goblin, that yeah. face is terrifying. At the end of volume four. Yeah, it's really scary. It's really scary. I do not like that. And, and then I forgot you get, the shark in the background. Yeah, just flopping on the ground. <laughs> then you go to flashes of Ultimate Six at the end of Ultimate Six when they're at the White House. Uh, and then there's a really interesting string of images of Peter as Spider-Man, then Peter as Peter, then Mary Jane, then I'm assuming that's uh, Harry's mom. I would assume Then so. Norman, then Spider-Man, then Nick Fury, then Peter as Spider-Man, and then Peter, and then the Goblin, and then Spider-Man lunging at him. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, He's terrifying. freaking out. Terrifying. Like, terrifying flood of images that just hit you. Uh, he's freaking out. And Shaw pulls out a little clicker and opens up these doors in the ground. Uh, it was a bunker. That was Norman's. And now it's Harry's. So chapter 74 opens up. We're back in present day. Harry is continuing his very awkward conversation with Peter. I'm uncomfortable. With this, yeah, with this conversation, it's a little more real life James Franco than just James Franco. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But he basically, he basically tells him like, hands him his mask, and he's like, "Look, I'm not going to tell anybody." And he h- hugs him, and he's like, "I'm going to help you, and you're going to help me." And then he just leaves. And if I were Peter, I'm like, "No, hold on, wait before you go. What the fuck? What does that mean?" Hmm. I don't like ambiguity. No, thank you. And so we it's cut up. Yeah. And so we cut to the next day. They're at class. Everybody's doing their thing. Peter is not. He's not even looking at MJ. This is an overreaction in a way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no. This entire volume, Peter's pretty irrational to MJ. Okay, agree because that was that no, was something that I like. Fucking mind. Yeah, this this volume is not, and we'll get into it when we talk about our full uh, our full thoughts on it. Obviously, but not not a fan, not a fan of this volume in particular. But as we as we continue along, uh, we get this really just tense conversation up on the roof, mm-hmm. which is so weird because Jacob and I's argument happened on a roof as well and oh yeah you know he was getting in his costume fuck i need to stop telling people yeah i need to stop telling people i'm getting really bad at it yeah go ahead and cut that out yeah i'm just gonna edit this out let's go ahead and yeah anyway so he's on the roof in his costume totally not like jacob totally not like jacob at all yeah and there's no reason that we bring that up just just no just as an offhand comment, you know, we, we make offhand comments We're we're impressionable and we you know, we're <laughs> erratic. So <laughs> the economy, uh, right? So the two of them have this argument where Peter was like, when were you going to tell me that you were dating Harry? When like all of this stuff, he is at, he is like on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And he basically says like, look, you're going to get yourself killed. Bar none, you don't listen to me. You keep putting yourself in danger. You're going to get yourself killed, and I am not going to be responsible for that. Because if you die, that's on me. Period. And 
Mary asks him to take the mask off. He takes it off. He is crying. He is like, I almost picture, I almost like expected his eyes to be like bloodshot. Like he is just like tweaking out. Like yeah. he is just, he's lost his mind. I expected more tears than what there was, to be honest. I, I think that was a missed opportunity. I think the, like the dramatic pacing of this scene is really wonderful. If he had just streams of tears running down his well, face. Well, but it's not like he's he's ugly crying. Like he like he's a mess, like puffy eyed, like he looked real bad. Then that would be wonderful. For sure. So again, he basically says, just stay away from the Osbournes. They're dangerous. And she goes like, how's he dangerous? And he says, I don't need to fucking tell you. And he just swings away after saying, I should have never told you who I was. Peter's the villain in this volume, folks. Peter is... He is the antagonist of this This is the most incel that Peter is. We are back to Ditko Rand incel Peter. <laughs> like, for sure. Welcome this is back. Absolutely, He's yeah. going to go argue with some Vietnam protesters now. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus. Steve Ditko is a complicated man, listeners. Uh, Steve Ditko is a complicated man. <laughs> So Mary Jane leaves school later and I just as as an aside if I have a friend who regular regularly meets up with me coming out of a shadow that's a red flag red flag that's a big red flag if every single time you go to hang out he's coming out of a shadow behind a corner like, he's got hey, his hands in his pockets and he's coming out of his shadow like a fucking pusher man. Yeah, it's nah, like mm, I don't. Mm. Maybe don't, we shouldn't hang out anymore. Him. Yeah. So the two of them talk, and she's basically saying like, "I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't understand what's happening." And Harry's like, "Yeah, you know, I talking. I know he's Spider Man. Don't stress about it. But hey, look, guess what?" He killed my dad. And that's what happened. And Mary's like, no, like that's not something Peter would do. And Harry gives this Dawson's Creek over the shoulder. Look at her going Spider-Man would. And that's when you really hear the Franco in it. Yep. <laughs> that's very like, how's your buddy Spider-Man? <laughs> huh, brother? Slaps him uh, two brother times. Slaps him? Yeah. God, a tour so de force. Good. A tour so de force good. is James Franco in those movies. <laughs> um, so we get to another another mugging because it's New York City, and mm-hmm. that's what happens. This time at a hot dog stand, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And Spider Man swings in, and he just starts laying into these guys. He is not in a great emotional state, and he punches a guy so hard that he flies headfirst through a windshield. Mm-hmm. Which is, if I, if I may, please, he's a real New York City cop at this point because he punches a black guy head first into that window. Uh... <laughs> oh God! So Peter, then you know, it cuts to a hospital. Peter's bringing this guy in, and he's like, "Look, I'm turning him in. Help him. I'll be waiting outside for the police." And he does wait for the police. Who shows up? Our girl. Gene DeWolf. <laughs> Captain Gene DeWolf. Ow! Ow, ow, ow! Wolf. So DeWolf is basically like, hey, look, I understand you're having some kind of weird 
hormonal nervous breakdown right now. But I'm a cop. And uh, this is just what happens. So we're going to move on from this with no accountability. And that's what happens. You know, the New York's the New York she, police parallels are strange. She hands him a badge and says, welcome to my world. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, gross. Gross. Hands him a badge, hands him a gun and says, welcome to 99. <laughs> 99? So, basically, um, he gets a slap on the wrist, says, you ever need, like, help? And I don't know what kind of help she's offering. She's like, just give me a call, whatever. She walks you off. may find out sooner than not. I don't like that. But we cut into the new house, which looks mysteriously like the old house. Mm-hmm. I have to say, both the exterior and interior. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's uh, suburban living in New York. They all look the same. They all look the same. They're all made of ticky tacky. We can say that, listeners. As minorities, we can say that. We're allowed to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. This is what happens when Jacob isn't here. <laughs> so they're basically, uh, Peter walks in. He's not feeling great after everything that's just happened. And he's talking to Aunt May. Aunt May's in the midst of unpacking. And she, I love that her and Mary Jane can have conversations. Yeah. Where she's just like, yeah, uh, Mary Jane said you guys were having a fight. Yeah. Just, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit, you know, that's all. Just told me it was her fault. And then there's a pause. She's like, is it? Like, I, and I, God, I love Ultimate May. She's, she is a great, great character. Like a perfect supporting character. She rules. Because she's actually supporting like she's wonderful and not just supporting peter she's supporting everybody in their school. everybody she is ultimate may parker is the ultimate mom totally agree. Like, she is the best mom and again i've i've said that before and later in the run you'll completely understand what i mean but she is meant to be the perfect mom which is just wonderful she's so great um you know they they hug it out uh you know because she sees that peter's in a bad place so they hug it out and she's like you're a special boy and he's like, I'm not. And she's like, Oh, by the way, Harry Osborne called. Those those Osborns are trouble, you know. And the phone rings, and uh, May picks it up. She's like, No, Harry, Peter isn't home. No, I don't. And so Peter grabs Peter, the phone. Peter fucking snatches that phone too. Mm-hmm. It's such a '90s white kid thing to do. Yeah, like you see that in all the '90s kid all the 90s like shows. dramas and stuff. It's like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and and I remember trying to do that with my own father. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Let me tell if you something. My good... ass remembers doing that with my mother. <laughs> that much. If they got a good grip on that phone, you're not taking that from them. It's just not mm-hmm. happening. But so Harry says it's time, and then he just mentions again like you help me i help you hangs up the phone and peter's like i gotta go chapter 75 we cut to two days ago where we are checking out the bunker big old bunker real quick how do you feel about how each issue of this is kind of flashing back and forth between time because this is the first time that they've really done this in the series How, how do you feel about that so i think because i've i've talked before on the 
on the book club how sometimes when they do flashbacks it can feel really ham-fisted mm -hmm. for some reason it didn't feel that way for me for this time i think because they spread it out across each issue and it wasn't just like here is an entire issue of flashback in the middle of the action yeah i think it works a little better and also because they are trying to tease out the whole reveal of harry osborne and his goblin tendencies that's the thing i think that that works really well Agreed. Like, I think because every time you're getting a flashback, it's important to what's actually happening at that next moment in the present day. Yeah. So like it, you know, informing it very well, of like, oh, I'm going to introduce this element. Let me properly flashback for it. You know, like it, it works really well. Yeah. Classic like TV show style, which I really mm -hmm. enjoy. And then something very interesting, because let's check out this bunker for a second. There's some interesting <laughs> stuff in here. Yes, there is. We see some tentacles. Some very familiar looking tentacles. Did this give you amazing Spider-Man 2 vibes? Yes. In the <laughs> worst way. I'm pretty certain that this was literally all that they saw. This was what Mark Webb saw. And I was like, I could do this. <laughs> hey, was, that was not on Mark Webb. That's an Avi Arad thing. Mark Webb tried his best. Mark Webb basically didn't even direct that second movie with how much he was trying to you know what? what you're right what's all credit wanted. to him mark webb did not direct that second movie <laughs> you're right <laughs> um i want to talk about this thing on the left because we see this big hulked up goblin body uh-huh and that weirds me out a little bit uh-huh with a robotic hand that looks like out a lot to be it's honest it's really interesting um i don't know what it's to make of this really interesting. yeah me me neither it's Meaning. like a little, little, was Osborne in this? Was every time the goblin shows up, was he? I don't know. Very I mean, weird. if you look directly in the middle, there's three helmets there. The three yep. masks. One of them is the ultimate goblin head. Mm -hmm. One of them is classic, like, Spider-Man 616 goblin head. With a purple And the other hat. one is the movie mask. <laughs> <laughs> which i loved i to be honest listener i didn't even notice that until we were just going through this just now oh really yeah yeah that's my favorite bit never in this even whole noticed thing. it that all volume that's literally my favorite moment is seeing the movie mask right there it's so sick it's so uh <laughs> it's, it's that and then at the bottom right of that panel just a pile, of money. pile of money with the one loafer <laughs> it's like oh this was his like get high do goblin shit but oh yeah oh yeah that's his hot girl shit right there yeah this is where he brings out. dates because he's like <laughs> look at my opulence let's dive into my pile of money and make love like he's got the bed there he's got an open can of buzz cola yeah. <laughs> And like this is a weird ass bachelor pad, but I'm kind of about it. Like I, I, dig, it. I dig computer, it. like <laughs> and as we see on the walls, just a shit ton of Oz formula. Just a yeah. shit ton of a it. literal smoking amount. Like the unit with the Oz is like smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a hot batch just and made. Harry is just like, I don't fucking like this. I'm leaving. And he just bolts out. He he pulls a Peter Parker special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Runs. But this time is super justified. Absolutely. Runs straight out of this bunker. He is pursued by Deckard Shaw and mm -hmm. tackled to the ground before he hits him with another cellar door, which I guess is just a catch all. Yeah. That's the that's the cellar code door word wakes him that, up and uh, also shuts him down. 
Yeah, that's the code code word that Miles Warren implanted in him in volume four. It's very strange. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. And so Harry wakes up at his home. Shaw is there and he's like, look, we need to uh, we need to talk about your dad because we need to find him. And the only person who's going to know where he is, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. And so the two of them continue to talk. And he's like, look, hey, your dad is the victim in all this. Your dad was trying to do something great. And they're just, they're not, they're not giving him the time of day. They want him to burn. They want him to. These soy boy cucks. These (laughs) SJWs. They don't want him to succeed because he's a rich businessman. Your father is an American hero. He's living the American dream. He's a Sigma male. And Sigma males are consistently uh, mistrusted. They're misunderstood Mm -hmm. because the world Mm -hmm. wants to be us. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. us. And so he's basically like, look, talk to Peter. You need to figure this out. And we cut back to the conversation already in progress where Peter, you know, the phone hangs up and he's like, I got to go. And Ant-Man is like, no, no, you're a child. I I love that. (laughs) She's basically like, look, like, I don't know what is going on. She says, you're 15 years old and you're not going into the city in the middle of the night. And Peter is just on. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> we were about to get a P- Peter Parker special from him just then. <laughs> he, he's holding it back. He's, he's holding, holding it back. back so hard. He's fighting it. He's biting his tongue. Ooh. You see, you see in, in two panels later, he's doing that Arthur fist because he's yeah. trying to hold it in so bad. <laughs> uh, l- let's, real quick, my favorite thing that Mark Bagley draws is fists. My They're very God, good. I. As someone who is who has been drawing for a very long time, I can't draw hands to save my life, and I respect the hell out of Mark Bagley's hands. There was a time period in high school where I thought I was going to train myself to be an artist so I could be a comic book artist, and I looked at Mark Bagley fists, and I think that's the only thing I can draw now is a Mark Bagley fist. <laughs> so then, I studied so that then, so, so what, hard. Like, what oh you're saying God. is I need to do most of the art, and then you just come in yeah. and fill in all the hands. I'll just come in and fill in the fists. Yeah, we'll be, uh, <laughs> we'll be an artist duo. Move over, Doc Shaner. we got this oh shit so aunt may talks him down because she's good at what she does she's a good mom and she's like look harry osborne's fucking trouble and he's trying to suck everybody else into his trouble do not be that kid you're 50 times and she says you're 50 times better than them and it works he stays in i love it the next goes off to his room and does what a 15 year old boy does Homework. On TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what fifteen mm-hmm. year old boys do. Mm-hmm. Plays so with the, Beyblades. Hell yeah, <laughs> Beyblades. Letter. Rip. I know my audience. <laughs> Specific, and when he says audience, he means me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a side note. Side note. One of the best gifts I ever got was a full box set of the first season of the Beyblade anime. <laughs> It was incredible. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I rewatched it. 
It's not good. Listen, but I, I can't that judge. Shit. I can't judge. I literally have a VHS copy of the first like three episodes of Digimon that Quinn got me like yeah. a couple of years ago for Christmas, and I cherish that thing because oh my Hell god, yeah, Digimon's the greatest. Like, <laughs> Side so note. I can't judge very excited about the reboot that they've got cooking up for Digimon. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I want to do that. Zeno Robinson playing Ty. Yeah. I'm about it. I'm super about it. Yeah. So I'm about it. The next day we are, uh, we are at school. Someone's wearing a Vic Jersey, which is how, you know, when this took place. Yikes. <laughs> that didn't age well. <laughs> and Peter is, in his Ditko phase, so he is just storming past everybody. MJ tries to get his attention, but Liz number four basically says, "Look, we're not gonna, we're not gonna deal with this." Listen, she we stuck can't. around though. That's the thing. This this may be the main. We'll see Liz. how long. We'll see how she long stuck she around. sticks around for. Freckles and everything. She stuck around. Liz four, fourth times the lucky charm, I guess. So Peter is ignoring MJ in class. We get to lunch, same deal. MJ walks up to him and she's like, look, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about Harry. And he's like, okay, right. And the two of them sit down and talk. And it's... So here's the thing. They've had a conversation like this in this exact same spot before. Yes. Actually, I think they've had two. One of them ended very well. The other one ended up with her breaking up with him. Yes. And so I feel like after this conversation, which does not go well either, Mm -hmm. they just shouldn't meet on these bleachers anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a sign. Two out of three negative experiences. Bleachers are bad. Bleachers are bad. (laughs) They just are. Bleachers are bad. So In fact, the last conversation that they had on here that went well was when Harry showed up in volume four. Oh, shit. You're right. When Harry came back to school. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. Weird. So Very it didn't. Weird. it's not even that it didn't end. Well. It's just that it didn't end properly, man. Like, because Harry showed it, up. It didn't and have a ch- off It and got interrupted. You're right. Yeah. So the two of them talk. And... You know, MJ is trying to let him know, look, I am not into Harry anymore. Like, that was that was a phase. That was my James Franco phase. I'm out of it. I'm not, like... Don't worry. I just saw Oz Great and Powerful, and I'm really... Just, I just really don't get not it anymore. Good. Like, it's not really me. not good. Like, it's not me. I really like Sam Raimi's style. I think he's a really interesting filmmaker. But what James Franco was doing with that role really wasn't me. I am still kind of excited about the disaster artist coming up. But that'll, you know, but that's a very different thing. I'm just not into him. You know. I may have even rented Forge in 27 Hours from Redbox, but like <laughs> I only had it for a day. I watched it once and I returned it. It's like, listen, I think he's pretty good and this is the end. But to be fair, he's only playing a parody of himself. So it's not really that fair, you know, to say that he's good in it because he's really just kind of playing himself a little bit. Plus, you know, everyone knows that Danny McBride is the one who steals that show, you know, so... <laughs> And I'm much more interested. And I'm much more interested if we're talking on like a power scaling system. Much more interested in Dave Franco. You know, the Human Torch. You know, Dave Franco. Is- I I think I think he's got something really in- interesting to him. You know, he was going to go to Berkeley. I don't know if you know that about him. He was going to go to Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Just, just, just give it to me one time. Yeah, I was gonna Berkeley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's your Human Torch. I don't care what anybody says. He would be so good for it. It would be incredible. So, they basically they're talking, and he's like, "Look, you just need to stay away from them." And she outright is just like, "Is it because you killed his dad?" And he's like, "Fucking what?" She's like, it's okay. You can tell me. I don't like the smirk. I don't either. That's I don't what like got the smirk. me. That's what got me. <laughs> She's like, come on. Like, you can tell me. Like, come on. Like, you can tell me. Did and then it twists. Right? It twists because she's like, because he's like, Harry told you I killed his dad. She's like, but you didn't, right? He's like, no. And she's like, it was self-defense, right? And it's like, no. No, like, I didn't, I didn't do that. Kill him. He's not dead. He is <laughs> living and breathing and peter reacts in that exact same manner and she's like oh wait he's not and she's like wait but why would harry say that and this is the moment where i'm like okay maybe i'm on team peter for this specific scene and this specific scene only is it just the because he's nuts (laughs) and then runs off down the bleachers (laughs) leaving his lunch behind which he did not finish Nope. Aunt May packs that for him with love, and he did not finish that meal. You know why he didn't finish that meal? Because he's nuts. <laughs> we 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 gotta we gotta add that. We gotta add that to the uh, to the growing <laughs> list of T-shirts we've got. Because he's nuts. <laughs> so Just him good. shouting off into the ether. It's, it's the two fists. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like his, tra- that's his Charlie serious. Brown like, moment. Just <laughs> Oh man. So it's so good. It's such a good panel. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to Harry, who is just determined to ruin Peter's life. And him and Shaw are arguing when all of a sudden Peter shows up in the Spider-Man suit. And this was the shit that got me. Boom, baby! They're fighting. He grabs Harry by the collar. And Peter's like, who are you talking to? And we cut back. And there's no one in the room. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't like this. Not even one bit. Not even two bits. Oh, yeah! So There's a great panel there where it's Peter, Shaw and harry and because it's all shadowed out like all you see is like harry's hands and harry's like neckline because he's wearing a black shirt and then you just see shaw's head just like floating and that that is such a perfect way to show like oh right okay no he's just he's lost it yeah he's crazy he's lost his mind he's got his dirt and shaw here and fuck so good dude it's it a great reveal a fantastic reveal though it makes me think like has it just been this hallucination the whole time because how i mean harry, yeah. harry wouldn't have known about the bunker though would he would he not maybe he did maybe it's something that miles warren put in his head that's the thing that's a good question miles warren ins- installed shaw into his head oh that's a good point we need to just I am going to say this, and I know I'm going to regret it. We need to circle back to Miles Warren at some point. Woo! 
I know I'm going to regret saying this. Those are the claxons. No, because you said because he did he said the secret word. The secret word is circle. <laughs> Dude, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to say that. No. I thought that's why you were saying I'm gonna regret saying this. I thought no. that's what you meant. I I was regretting saying Miles Warren because he's <laughs> terrible and a terrible character and a terrible person. You caught me. I thought you said that because you said circle back. No, I didn't that even was, notice oh, I said that. Listen, yeah. I am losing my mind. I am Who are you talking to? Uh Avenge oh, me. Man. Avenge me! No! <laughs> God. Um, why wasn't this... Why wasn't this Spider-Man 3? Anyway, we then cut to a flashback as Shaw gets more and more in Harry's face and he's like, tell him you were there. You were there! You were there! It's... it's uh... <laughs> funny when i make the reference it's this is his uh this is his mark ruffalo at the end of spotlight moment oh, <laughs> mark ruffalo's like they knew they all knew <laughs> they knew and they got away with it <laughs> and it's not funny but i always make that <laughs> reference <laughs> spotlight a good if very slow film spotlight a movie that absolutely deserved its uh best picture Totally agree. Um, totally like, agree. I Stacked cast, great yeah. story, great Keaton. Performance. Well, great Keaton. Watch uh -huh. Spotlight. Damn. Agreed. And so we flash back to Harry showing up, and nine months ago. And fuck, it's only been nine months. And <laughs> isn't that crazy? That's it's wild. kind of wild that they actually put a time period on it. Yeah, that's the thing I really like about the Ultimate Universe that they actually like assign time periods to stuff. Wait, does it say nine months? It did at the beginning of the volume. Yes, yes, yes you're right. You're right. Because right. I was about, I was about to freak out that we had, uh, that we had different pages again. Oh, like the Arachno no, Man no. shit. No, uh, no, no Arachno Man here. Although there is this <laughs> dude who looks really fucking cool in the lab with the oh, like. Oh yeah, you're talking about Deadshot. Yeah, what the hell is that guy? What 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 does he do there? Like, what is his <laughs> job? What button does he push? Uh, he's like, oh, we gotta have Deadshot press this button. Like, <laughs> only one man has the accuracy to press this specific key. He's like, I gotta hit it from across the room. So he's like, all right, I got this, and puts on a little arm gun thing. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> like, yeah. shoots, he like, trick shot. He shoots out a dart that goes yeah. all over the lab. <laughs> it's seven different walls before clicking onto this one specific key. And that's what actually caused the accident. That's it's probably actually that dude's fault. It rip Listeners, we might have just cracked the code on Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh my God. Okay, hold on a second. I'm retconning this in. That's Luther Manning. That's Dead Sh or Deathlock. And that's why he looks like that. Oh, shit. That'd be cool, right? I get it. I, that would I be some cool it. shit. Yeah. That would be some cool I'm shit. Headcanon. Headcanon right, is... It. There we go. That's done. 
Down Luther in Manning caused every problem. Luther Manning is the uh, Christoph Waltz of this production. Yeah. Because he is the author of all of our pain. He is, in fact, the progenitor of Ultimate Spider-Man. We yeah. would have no Ultimate Spider-Man if not for Deathlock. That's true. Praise be to Deathlock. Praise be to Deathlock. Amen. So we see uh, flashback. <laughs> We're still on this panel. Um, <laughs> Harry stumbling upon the uh, experiment in progress. And I don't know about you, but I completely forgot about um, about Norman Osborn's uh, boy servant. Oh, yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about <laughs> him. I forgot until you just said that right now, right? He's like, Harry, now is not really the time. Harry's not really the time. We're having a When he tries to mom time. Harry? Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, Harry, baby, like, it's not the time. Don't worry. Like, go play with your toys. Have some, um, we'll... have some milk and cookies. Like, maybe I'll order a pizza later, okay? Just yeah. get the fuck out of here. Your okay. father's busy, okay? Like, <laughs> it's a really tense time for us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the door. Don't worry if you hear any yelling. And so that's just mad. <laughs> and so the accident happens, the explosion happens, and I didn't fucking I wasn't prepared for the Cronenberg shit that happens in this next page. Oh yeah. Like what is happening here? Because Norman is like bubbling up like the like John Carpenter's the thing. Uh-huh. And he like grabs Harry and I don't know if this means like I don't know if, if that's Harry's face or if that, that's Norman's face that's melting. It doesn't make sense to me. That's the thing. I don't I I don't know. I don't know, and I kinda don't want to know. We just know something happened. It was terrible. You were there! You were there! And then he shouts in present day. <laughs> so and so the lightning bolt strikes him and he is endowed with the powers of Shazam. <laughs> it's kind of sick. And I love that Shaw's like over him. Just like, ah, he's like fucking hyping him up in the back. He's like, yeah, it's so tight. He's, he's every sports dad at a junior yes. league football game. Absolutely. I ah. love it. And I love it. And Harry's like catching on fire. Yeah, like he's I mean, he is like he is burning hot. He is he is ultimate Marvel Shazam. That is just yes. what happens. Absolutely. And so I have to believe every single time he says cellar door, he changes between. <laughs> That's just what I have to believe. He's endowed with the wizard cellar door. <laughs> is Shaw the wizard in this? <laughs> I Shaw guess is Shaw's the wizard the in this, yeah. this scenario. I guess Shaw is the wizard, yeah. Zachary Levi as Ultimate Harry Osborne. <laughs> so, Hobgoblin, I'm going to say it, looks better than Grieve Goblin. I dig this design. What do you think about this in comparison to Green Goblin? He, he, he's, he's just a unit. <laughs> He's an absolute Chad. Is he's man. just an absolute Chad. Like he's he's scary. He definitely looks more abomination. Yeah, absolutely, he does. He's got like the big ass like talons on his yeah. hands. Yeah, he's just constantly on fire. His face reminds me of gargoyles. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I love this design. I think he looks really cool. And if, you know, if you are going to, because I have, I have always kind of waffled between whether I like in the 616 Green Goblin or Hobgoblin's design more. Yeah. Um, if you're going to kind of palette swap ultimate uh, Green Goblin to make Hobgoblin, this is the best way to do it. Uh-huh. Little tweaks here and there. Mm-hmm. This is more of like an armor-plated kind of look. Yes. Uh, he, he looks... He's A-bomb. Yeah, it's it's a bomb compared to the Hulk. Like that's that's this absolutely is what a bomb looks like. Actually, you just yeah. nailed it. Holy! I shit. just made that it's connection just, just now. It's just a bomb, and this is two years before that. Holy Wild. shit! So the two of them battle in the uh, in Harry's home. Harry launches Peter off his balcony, just yeets him off the out of this building, kind of sick down to the streets below. And Harry just like barrels in after him. He's tossing cars around. He's kicking up the ground. And we have this weird cut to the to the school to show that Mary Jane is not there. And immediately I'm like, red flag. This is bad. This is a bad thing. And so cutting back to the fight, they are just demolishing this poor street. And at a certain point, who gets out of the subway entrance near where they're fighting? Mary Jane Watson. Though, I have a question. Because this is clearly nighttime. Yeah. That's Why the are problem. the kids in class? That's, that's, the, that's, that's an issue. I know. It doesn't make sense. It does not. But that being said, still a cool sequence. So... Mary Jane rounds the corner and sees Spider-Man fighting A-Bomb. And the two of them are just demolishing each other. And Mary Jane shouts Peter in the middle of the street. Listen, I love Ultimate Mary Jane Watson. I think she's a great character. I think she's absolutely amazing. And it's my favorite version of Mary Jane. And just of all time. Interesting. She's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> In this moment, th- this volume has this not been. Dumbest, this volume has not been good for Peter or Mary, or Mary Jane. Jane. Made stupid ass decisions. <laughs> like, she is just doing dumb, dumb stuff right now. <laughs> so Hobgoblin turns his attention to Mary, lunges at her, but Peter just wallops him. Just is able to web him, throw him back against the wall, snatches up Mary Jane, soars up onto the building, and he's basically like, I told you to stay away from him. What is what is so hard about this? And he's like, go inside this building and hide. If that thing down there is Harry, like you need to get out of here. And Harry makes his way up to where they are. Spider-Man tackles him off the building, which I think is sick as fuck. Sick and as fuck. Just, ta- just football tackles him off the building. And the two of them just absolutely drop to the streets below. Peter is wailing on this man. He gets him down to the street and just starts dropping bombs on him haymaker after haymaker just his fists are bloodying as he's beating into this man and at a certain point he hears don't stop 
do it. And he's like, kill me. Apparently, Harry is still in there. The goblin is not fully in control. Mm -hmm. So chapter 77, he is wishing death. He is like, please, you have to. Please kill me. And Peter's like, I'm your friend. Let me help you. Um, the wizard Shaw is just like, look, he's he's trying to trick you. He's not going to do it. I told you he's not a killer. I told you only your father can end this. Go get your father. That's that is a stunning impression. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Thank so you. that's it. That seemingly convinces Harry. He continues his battle with Peter before taking some slugs to the chest. New York's finest, baby. New York's um, finest, baby. <laughs> they came out and said, hey, this guy fucking destroyed the Enemans over on 76. We got to go shoot him or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I put three in them. It's like, I know I did too. And they're like, oh, man. <laughs> I think it's worse because we don't see their eyes. And so it makes that voice sound even more plausible. <laughs> hey, I know I did. I know I did. <laughs> it's, it's so, um, York's mindless, baby. <laughs> God. So Harry continues destroying block after block. I love this panel where Shaw like has his hands wrapped around Harry's goblin head and he's like, look, Harold. Look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, that uh, 1-800-CONTACTS commercial. Look, 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 look with your, your special, special eyes. eyes. <laughs> so good. What a specific joke. <laughs> That's so funny. Like I said, listeners, we do this pot. We do this book club for a very specific audience. We do this for us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we then cut to the Triskelion, home of the Ultimates, where for some reason Nick Fury is getting interviewed. I don't know who this would benefit. Who does Nick this help? Being interviewed, it's. I think it's really interesting that everyone. <clears throat> excuse me, everyone in the Ultimate Universe apparently just knows that Nick Fury is top cop. Like, I mean, this is where the phrase top cop comes from. <laughs> but like, Seriously? even Harry says that, like, when Nick, when Fury shows up, it's like, do you know who I am? He's like, yeah, you're Nick Fury, you're the top cop. Like, everyone knows who you are. Like, it's really weird <laughs> that everyone knows that he's just, like, the head of this. I mean, it's not like a secret. Is a it? We don't no, know. It, like, it can't be because, I mean, they have a freaking, like, monument out out there on the water people are just gonna be like what's that be like uh customs oh, no. like, <laughs> so like everyone knows you know like what shield is and everything it's just interesting that you know it's the biggest like security task force in the world and this dude is just like on the news me like yeah you know our our, our quarter two was pretty crazy you know <laughs> i mean i don't know we got some stuff in the pipeline coming up uh I heard that Ant-Man's going to drop a new, like, diss track. You know, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be called Roger Sucks or something like that. I don't know, you know. But, like, we're all trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird thing. <laughs> like, they would 100% do a um, a Road Rules Triskelion. <laughs> like, 100%. MTV Cribs Triskelion. It's like, yo, yes. I'm Nick Fury. 
This is my crib. This is Triskelion. Here we go. I can't show you what's in that room. I can't show you what's in that room. I can't show you what's in that room. And that's Check it. Now this is the gym. <laughs> like in in the Ultimate Universe, real world back to New York is just this. It's just this. Like that's what this is. And so they finally figure out, oh, hey, Hobgoblin's here. Harry's gone nuts. Let's put in our Hulkbuster unit, which I kind of dig. I kind of dig the look of these Hulkbuster suits. Dig those suits, baby. They look sick. And right there, we see our boy, Agent Wu. Hell yeah. So the battle battle continues. Um, He is basically, Harry has a death wish is what is happening here and so he yoinks a full-on semi-truck launches it at the hulkbusters and they begin gunning him down with lasers at a certain point uh peter tries to get in the middle harry knocks him away they continue firing on him until he expires and I love that when Harry like reverts back to his human form, he has burned away all hair on his body. He's burned away hair on his body. He has burn marks all over his body just in general. Like he he literally was on fire. Like he's he's in a bad place. Yeah. That's really interesting. And then I fucking love this next scene. Oh, it's it's I mean it's I, one of the greatest moments in Ultimate Spider-Man history. I love it so much, especially after we talked about the Ultimate Six scene with him and Cap at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I love this shit. He's like, why did this happen? If you're like, yo, that's that's neat to know. He's like, no. Why was he begging me to kill him? And he's like, completely dismisses him. He's like, look, we need to go to Osborne's penthouse. We need to lock that down. Also, let's talk to uh talk to local law enforcement let's cooperate and spider-man just socks him on the jaw that is one of the most satisfying smacks i've ever seen he punches the eye patch off his face he (laughs) he punched the eye patch off his face he He punched the the eye patch off his his face face. (laughs) if you haven't lately go watch scott and then that's a top five agent Wu said that's it you cocky cock. <laughs> You'll pay for your crimes against humanity. And he just tases Peter. And Nick recovers, puts his eye patch back on. And he's like, look, go home, dude. Go home. And Peter swings off. So Harry is alive, but unconscious. And he's like, look, I want to know why this happened. I want this Oz formula cracked. And also, I think it's time for Peter Parker to say goodbye to those spider spider powers. And I I was not ready for that. <laughs> this is going to get real bad real quick. Never forget that Ultimate Fury Nicholas J is a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And not just in like the cool, he's a bad man. No, not like he's a bad motherfucker. Like he is a bad person. A bad person. He is a bad person. So you don't cross to, that guy. We cut to MJ sitting on her stoop. Peter rolls up looking like 2005 Slim Shady. And 
the two of them have this conversation. And he's like, look. This looks like a job for me. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I told you to stay away from him. Told you to trust me. I didn't know everything. I just knew it was trouble. And I... <sighs> I, <don't know. laughs> I fucking hate Eminem. I don't so, know. <laughs> uh... So the two of them argue. And he's like, he's basically like, I, she, she says, I didn't know who he was. I had no idea. He's like, I told you to stay away from him. She's like, you didn't tell me anything. He's like, I didn't know everything. I knew he was trouble. I begged you to stay away from him and you ignored me and you lied. And it's like all of this stuff. And he's like, I can't have you in my life. And he says, I can't have friends and I can't have you You know, end up dead in my backyard or bleeding on some dock turned into God knows what. Referencing, of course, the Stacys. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't be responsible because I can't trust you. He goes to walk away. Mary hugs him. He pushes her away and gives her the old Peter Parker special. Runs right out of there. Runs right away. And that brings us to chapter 78. Yeah, chapter 78, I think, is really special, man. Do you? I do. Do, I do. you? I do. I don't think it's as good as any of the other, like, last issues issue. Like, of the series? Mary's. Yeah. But I really like issue 78 a lot. I, okay, let's get into it. So we start off with a another Tandy Bowen name drop Tandy Bowen bites and there's a good reason he's called Flash I I love that I think that's so funny <laughs> because that immediately brings to mind the issues in uh, 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 one more no not one more day uh, brand new day where you get like the it's like the one issue spotlight on flash and he's in the hospital being interviewed for the purple heart yeah and like the, the guy like, all about your life i mean one of the best issues of spider-man yeah like, that's so, an amazing issue so what kicks off the whole agent venom saga yeah and it's it's you know before you find out like he's lost his legs and everything in the incident and everything but you know they're you know he's talking with the interviewer and he was like oh so like eugene thompson is like says you go by flash like why is that and then he flashes in his head to like what you could imagine is maybe like his first time yep. and someone saying like oh it's okay like you know it's okay i still had a good it time happens to everybody you know it happens to everybody and he's like it's oh this is a high deal. school nickname but like i i love that i love flash like reclaiming that name yeah <laughs> like, or thinking that he's reclaiming that name i so think that's good. great so i love that that's just like sprawled on the door there so also bendis rocks and for a good time called cool. the q and then a little Static Shock logo. Which is really weird. Which admittedly. Cool. Yeah. Not, un- not unwanted, but still weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mary is having a hard time in the stall. She's dealing with the breakup. Liz, number four, is trying to console her. But then she's like, look, I'm just going to leave you alone. She leaves. And then oh, we... Oh, God! <laughs> I, love, I love the crying sounds that she makes. They're so good. And then we cut to uh, Miss Miss Matt Murdock over here. Love Mary's it. Mary's wearing sunglasses inside, and it's like, what are you, what are you doing? 
It's covering up the tears, bro. I guess. It's cool. The two of them aren't uh, aren't on the same page post-breakup. And Peter leaves and the teacher's like, you sit down. And he's like, or what? You'll fail me? I could teach this class. And fucking exits out of there. And everyone's just laughing at the sick burn. Sickest like, burn. This teacher got I, dunked on. Can I spoil something for you real quick from next week? How how big is it? How big? It's is not it? big at all. Okay, go for it. It's literally we see the scene again from his point of view. Oh, cool! I, God, I love when they do that. Love when they do that. And I, I wanted to tell you that now because that might help your opinion of this issue. Okay, got it. I I I like the idea of we're getting this from her point of view. There's no internal monologue here, but we're right. getting this from her point of view. And then next issue, we get it from his point of view. Interesting. Which is all internal monologue. Um, but I think it's just an interesting narrative difference of the two characters. I, I think, I kind of wish that this issue was in the next volume instead, but it fits better in this volume. Fair. And so we cut to the mall because that's where they always end up hanging out. Mm-hmm. She goes to leave and Flash walks over saying like, hey, you know, like my buddy's real interested in you. And we get this new man. Malcolm's got a big smile on his face, so I'm going to let him take take this one away. It's Mark Ralston! (laughs) It's the Molten Man! Oh, God. It's just cool that they did the Molten Man, man. (laughs) But, like, didn't actually do the Molten Man. I like that he's not a supervillain. He's just a guy. Yet? Sure. Who knows? Sure. He's just uh, a guy. He's a senior uh, who's on the who's on the team, on the football team. And uh, Flash really wants to impress this dude, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> like, Flash, Flash clearly wants to just impress this dude. Because he even says, too, he's like, yeah, I said you were cute. And Flash said that you guys were friends, so he'd go talk to you. And I was like, they are not friends. Yep. No. No. I, I I love it. I I like this scene. I think this scene works really well, of him, you know, coming up to him, saying that, you know, apologizing, be like, listen, can I, I buy you some French fries to make it up to you both, please? And it just grabs Kong's fries, like, <laughs> it just gives it to them. That was smooth. That was smooth. That was really smooth. Like, <laughs> and just talking to them, you know, has a good rapport with with uh with with Liz. Uh, and then Liz is just like, well, our friend here just had a nasty breakup. Everyone knows about it, but it's not spoken of publicly, you know? Uh, just the shitty thing to say. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Mark here is like, oh, yeah, Parker, right? Peter Parker? And MJ's like, yeah, listen, don't make fun of him. And he's like, why would I? Why would I make fun of someone you like? Sure, he's a great guy, you know, for a guy. You know, but guys suck, right? You know, like he's he's pretty cool. Like he's a pretty he's, cool. Dude. He's on the up and up. He knows what's yeah. going on. He's a pretty cool dude. And so he's basically like, "Hey, look, tomorrow night, I'm my band's playing. Feel free to uh, swing by." And so the next night, we find out his band. You're my man. Full on punk rock band. Just 
playing at the rock in Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this reminded me of, straight up. I love it. Um, Liz and Mary are there. A Spider-Man is moshing, but it's not her Spider-Man. I love that she sees Spider-Man moshing. It's like, oh my God, is that Peter? <laughs> She's like, he's having a really rough time. And then he pulls off his mask and it's just this like, just some dude punk dude and she's like oh, of course like <laughs> <laughs> and they're walking out and i guess maybe it's not the rock maybe it's just the rialto it, it looks a little more rialto yeah, yeah you're you're right so they walk out also kong is definitely trying to fit in with the punk aesthetic because he's wearing a punisher shirt love it yeah and they're basically like trying to figure out like oh hey like you go go talk to this guy and Kong asked the question that we've been asking since last volume. Why am I here? Uh-huh. Why is he there? Uh-huh. They're yeah, not friends. Good question. good question. So uh, the two of them have a talk. Uh, Liz takes Kong away and he's like, oh, now I know why I'm here. And then uh, this guy drives her home. Drives her home. They have a conversation. And she talks about how she wanted to be an actress. And she's like, I don't really like admire any actors, but I do admire teachers and I want to be a teacher. And she's like, I've never actually told anybody that. And the two of them have a moment, they kiss. Mary Jane pushes away. She's like, I'm sorry. Like they have this really awkward conversation where he talk, where he asks her why they broke up. And she basically explains to him that she's just like, oh, I just, I keep making mistakes and I'm, you know, I've already made them and I keep making them again. I know I can do it, but I just, I just, I don't allow myself to move past it. And she's like, I, I love him. And she goes on to say stuff like it's in my, like I can actually feel it in my skin, how much I love him and him hating me doesn't affect my feelings for him. And she steals herself and says, I am going to earn it back. I'm going to earn his love back and I'm going to prove myself worthy of him. And he says, what's so special about this Peter Parker? Which is a question that Mary has been faced with throughout this series. And she's, she's never, never given an answer. Never had an answer. And she looks at the camera and in a full beautiful page spread says everything dude how can you not like that issue just off of that 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 whole sequence that whole car scene is so good it's so good it's so well written oh i would i think i would like this more if this if this issue didn't wasn't placed at the end of a volume where Peter's acting acting like a total fucking psychopath. I because you know what when I got to this reading this the first time, I was like, why? Yeah. Like everything no. Yeah. Like he's he's a monster in this volume. He just is. And he he treats her horribly in this volume. Treats her horribly. For sure. And her response is, oh, I need to fix it. That's that sucks. No, yeah. I, 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 I totally understand. I totally understand. So I don't, I, I wasn't, it didn't hit me. I'm glad that it hit you in a type of way and maybe it hit our listeners in a type of way. I, I think I it's just because I'm it. thinking of overall. 
fair. So that, Absolutely fair. We have two very different perspectives on this. That's the thing. I'm, I'm thinking of overall, even just up to this point, you know, before this volume, I, I, I'm thinking like, and it's not healthy, but that's clearly what she's thinking of too. You know, it's fair. like, that's, that's the Peter that she's thinking of there, which yes, I, I absolutely, I did that. That's cool. And I yeah. think there is something to be said about, you know, relationships are messy and you need to take the entire person into account when dealing with a relationship, but also like you're only as good as your last good act. Right. And yes, Peter has not had any good acts in this volume. And so that was fresh on my mind in, I think in a bubble, if I just had this issue and maybe like, maybe if I read this before this entire volume, it would be a very different uh, experience for me. But as it stands here specifically, I didn't dig it. Yeah, no, that's, that's very fair. I totally get that. And it, it makes feels a, a little Stockholm-y. It is a little Stockholm-y. I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, for but, sure. But I, I can see your perspective and I can see that that was definitely not the intent. And, and maybe that's another reason why this issue would be better served in the next volume. Maybe. Because Especially then you're telling me that we get yeah like i think with separation of time too like that that definitely would help that a lot for sure i i i I totally understand what you mean but that brings us to the end of this week volume 13 is wrapped up malcolm uh what are your final thoughts on the volume and uh what was your favorite part i like this volume i think it's interesting uh it's not my favorite but i like it i like it a good deal um uh i just feel really bad for harry man (laughs) harry osborne is the continual like sacrificial lamb of this series you know just everything bad just keeps happening to him which sucks uh favorite bit of the volume is literally just that panel of osborne's lab like because (laughs) what what is going on in there it's kind of really wild like he's just gonna again pile of money with one loafer like (laughs) it's it's the weirdest bachelor pad and i love it I could I could write a dissertation just on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely agree. That's my favorite part too. Like, especially going back and us discussing it. Like, it's incredible. Just the stories that you could tell just from this bunker alone. And I'm I'm looking at it right now, and you know what I'm seeing a decided lack of in this bunker. Circles. Which is how you hey! know that it's a great bunker. No circles to be seen. Hey, oh. That's what we like to see, ladies and gentlemen. I, I didn't love this volume. I really, I didn't. Um, I like the stuff with Harry. I think as we talked about earlier, the framing of the kind of parsing out the flashbacks, almost in a very arrow style of flashback and modern day yes that's exactly what it is you're right um, yeah felt really good and i think that's how they hopefully should do this going forward in the series i say for a series that has been wrapped for a while and i do enjoy kind of the tragedy of harry osborne in this but i don't i don't like peter in this volume and i don't like mary in this volume and those are your two leads for the series yeah i i i'm having a big big problem with just how they're portrayed i don't and again i hope that 
when we see Peter's perspective from the next uh, from of issue 78 in the next volume, that it will make me soften a little bit on issue 78. But as it stands now, I just I left this volume just not feeling it. And as as Malcolm predicted, I think it was like three weeks ago, he said the next two or three weeks are going to be very interesting for you. Uh-huh. And he was absolutely correct. I've been on a fucking roller coaster yes. for the last three volumes. Yes. And it has not let up. So uh, that is going to wrap up this, mm. this week. Real quick. Yes. Before we fully put the note on this volume. Um, in the physical issues and as well as the digital issues, this was also the return of uh, the letters page. Mm. which I just want to give a little context for when this stuff is happening. Yes, please do. Uh, what else is happening in the Ultimate Universe? So they have a next month. This is the ultimate. This is the month Ultimate fans have been waiting for, whether you knew it or not. Ultimate starts month. Join us for new storylines and all your favorite Ultimate titles. Multiple Eisner Award nominee Brian K. Vaughn and superstar Stuart Immonen pilot Ultimate X-Men number 61 hey. to the Magnetic North. In a five-part tale, this is my this is why I really wanted to read this. This is my favorite bit. In a five-part tale that sets the stage for the upcoming story by X-Men movie director Brian Singer. Oh. So that was supposed to be a thing, and that never happened. Good. That never happened. Good. Instead, Kirkman took over after Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, hell yeah. Which is interesting. Oh, uh, boy. Now, over an ultimate Fantastic Four, number 21... Series co-creator Mark Millar returns, joined by fan favorite Greg Land, fresh off of X-Men Phoenix Song, for a story you never thought you'd see, and that we could only call Crossover. Ah! Okay. Which we Hell all know yeah. that Crossover is... The, the birth of Marvel Zombies. The birth of Marvel Zombies. And finally, your friends and ours, Mark Millar and Brian Hitch, instigate Grand Theft America in Ultimates number 7. Which Interesting. is the story arcing Ultimates 2. Uh, that's the big finale for Ultimates. Oh, got it. Uh, okay. Where we find out who the traitor is and all that jazz. So that's what's going on in the Ultimate Universe right now. There's also a little f- footnote. Join us in four short weeks as Brian and Mark introduce us to the next story arc. Uh, which, if you want to tee up. I just want to give a frame reference of like no, what for sure. I love it. In the Ultimate Universe right now. Hell this yeah. is a very interesting time in the Ultimate Universe. We should probably do this a little more often. It, when it pops up in there, yeah, I'll I'll bring it yeah, up for sure. Please do, please do. This was like the first time and I was like, oh shit, that's a that's Hell yeah. really interesting. I wanna I wanna talk about that. Hell yeah. We'll we'll have to come up with a snappy name for the segment. We'll uh we'll we'll come up with a button. An ultimate episode. snapshot. Ooh, Ultimate Marvel Snapshots. Ultimate Marvel Snapshot. Uh, illustrated by Tom Riley. Uh, <laughs> that, that Snapshot Cyclops. Oh, it's so good. Um, so good. But yeah, that is going to bring us next week to... Let's see here. So we are jumping to volume 14. Eric, this uh, is going to be your favorite volume of the entire fucking series. Is it? It's going to be your favorite volume. <laughs> I don't know why he says that. So here we go. Uh, volume 14 entitled Warriors. And it goes like this. The gang war to end all gang wars. 
No, trust me, it gets better. The Kingpin is in retreat, and that kind of a power vacuum won't last long. It's about to be filled by a figure of unabashed dread in the underworld, Hammerhead! Plus, the ultimate debut of several Marvel characters, including Moon Knight! Uh-huh. We've officially have, gotten the Moon Knight tie-in. I have been waiting for this. I, I was really bummed when I realized, like, weeks ago how this was going to line up. Because if we were one week earlier, we will oh, lined up man, perfectly. Be perfect. But it's okay, because we're still early on. Uh, we, listeners, we get, if, if you're listening yeah. to this so far in the future, first off, hello, future people. Hello. Um, How's the we, weather? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not terrible. Hell? Um, but we are recording this, having it be on the same week that Moon Knight dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, you watched Moon Knight? I did. What'd you think? Uh, it was better than I was expecting it to be. Same. Um, I am still very, very, very hesitant. Agreed. Uh, I, I like Moon Knight being a street level crime fighting character. I don't like him being super tied to, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't need that. Um, I will tell you next week's volume was my introduction to not only Moon Knight, but two other Marvel characters. It was the first time that I really introduced to those characters and it led me the next week's volume led me on the journey to becoming a Moon Knight fan. Hell yeah. Because it was the first time I'd seen that character. I was like, who the hell is that? That is awesome looking. (laughs) Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Finishing up the synopsis, um, ultimate debut of several Marvel characters, including Moon Knight, and Spidey thinks he's had trouble before. But nothing has ever made him declare Peter Parker no more. Interesting. Okay. Next week's volume is excellent. All right. We've been been through the woods the last few volumes. I'm hoping... I'm hoping we can bounce back. That's going to be volume 14, issue 79 through 85, Gang Wars. Okay, is it is it just 79 through 85? The annual's not in there? Um, That's what I have listed here. Okay, I didn't know annual? where the annual lined up because the annual takes place at a very specific time and I, I didn't know where it... Let me let me check where it me lined up. It, I, I wonder if it's at the beginning of the volume after then. Let me see volume fifteen. Um, it does say annual number one in volume fifteen. Okay, okay, okay. Do you think, just so our listeners are prepared for it next week, should we read the annual as well as this volume? Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. listeners. Let's let's go ahead and break that. Seventy five. Yeah. So seventy-five through er sorry, yeah, 79, seventy-nine through eighty-five and annual number one. Those are the yeah. ones you're gonna bu- wanna read up on. Um unless you are uh listener Mike Cox, which I don't know if you know, uh has wrote in to uh to the mailbag and mentioned that he isn't reading the series really yes um let me pull this up mike <laughs> um da, 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 da. that's funny he 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 uh he said in his most recent uh 
did I read this? I don't know if I read this. Mike, if I didn't read this on the podcast, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to read this I, here real quick. I don't think you did on okay. 200. I don't remember. No, that. I don't think so. Let me make sure the timeline matches. Also, up. listeners, if you uh, if you haven't already, go back in the feed. Listen to episode 200. Geeksplain hit 200 this week. Uh, it's an excellent Pitch It episode, the return of Pitch It, uh, where Eric pitches the perfect Batman Beyond film. Uh, perfect is a big word. I, I, I mean what I said, and I said what I meant. An elephant's an elephant, 100%, man. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and read uh, Mike's email here. I am so sorry. I got a lot of stuff going on with that episode. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to read it here. Uh, Michael Cox writes, hey, Eric, and I'm going to put in and Malcolm for this one. Hope you're doing well. Congratulations on four years and 200 episodes with the big reveal of Barry Keoghan's Joker. What are your thoughts on this version? Personally, I thought it was great to see the character actually look like he has acid burns and channeled a ton of Ledger's interpretation of the character. That said, I don't actually want the clown to be a main antagonist in a future Pattinson Batman film. Sacrilege as that may be as a Bat fan. Quick thoughts. Um, I have not seen the film The Batman yet. Uh, I have watched that scene, though. I think? thought that scene was very bad. <laughs> okay, interesting. I thought it was very bad. It's the most nervous I've been about seeing that movie, actually, is seeing that oh, scene. Oh, interesting. Think, I think Barry Keoghan's a really good actor. I think mm, he's really interesting. Agreed. I think he's really talented. Um, I did not like that performance. It felt very Diet Ledger, which Ledger's not my favorite Joker performance. I realize how Fair. sacrilegious that is. I think he's maybe top five. But like, Fair. I... I, I think there's like two or three people better than him. Um, Obviously, Jared Leto. <laughs> Dude, I'm like the one person I kind of like that Leto performance. No, you're not. Stop I, it. Listen, Suicide Squad is terrible. It's the worst movie. I mean, but it's a 10 out of 10 because it's one of the only DC films that has Captain Boomerang. But, <laughs> there, but there continue. Are performances in that movie that I think are very good. It's Viola Davis, it's Will Smith, and it's Jared Leto. I think Jared Leto's doing ah, something very disagree. I think it's interesting. I don't like it, but I think it's interesting. Fair. Um, I, but yeah, I, I thought the scene was bad, man. Like, I, I think it's staged really poorly. I think the sound mixing on it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I think it's a bad scene. I enjoyed it. I thought the, I thought the scene was fine. I thought it was a different version than what we've seen. Um, I actually do like the acid burn stuff, but not everybody's cup of tea. Totally understand that. Yeah. And I'm also I not a Joker guy. I always hate the Joker. Yeah. I think Joker sucks. And I don't need him <laughs> in another film. No. If they say, okay, we've established this, we're doing this Arkham Asylum series and we make him almost the narrator of it. I'm in for that because it would be him just kind of like framing it. Sure, just, you know, have him establish one accent instead of five. <laughs> he has, like, five accents. He's crazy. Five He's minutes. crazy. Yeah, I... Um, anyway, <laughs> he continues to write, uh, Speaking of DC Comics, have you ever read Grant Morrison's Animal Man run from the late 80s? For Hell a long yeah. time, it was one of those works I always heard hyped up and never believed it would meet those unrealistic expectations. Once I got to issue five, I started to believe the hype and ordered the second volume right away. Only for that volume to be even better than one of the greatest issues of comics I've ever read with the finale in issue 26. Highly recommend this run even for listeners that may be apprehensive to Morrison's style. It's that good. 
Listen, read everything by Grant Morrison. They are the greatest. Totally, totally agree. That Animal um, Man run rocks. I've never read it. But it is on the list now. It, it should be. It, and uh, Mike, if you've liked that and you haven't read Lemire's run yet, I think you'd like Lemire's run. It's very, it's different, but has, it, it feels of a similar milieu in a different way. Excellent. So if you haven't read Lemire's New 52 run on Animal Man, I think that's one of the best things from the New 52 is that book. Excellent. It's really incredible. And then he rounds this out with the whole reason I wanted to bring up this email. Yeah. So I, I kind of like doing the mailbag with uh, with you on this. <laughs> Listeners, like, if you want to write in and have stuff for the book club. Yeah, if you have questions, go for it. <laughs> at, at Geeksplained Pod on Twitter and Instagram or send emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. We'll read them on here. We'll make a segment out of it. Um, but he writes, finally, I have a confession to make. I'm an avid listener of the main pod and book clubs. Thank you. Thank you. However, I have not actually been reading along with y'all for Ultimate Spider-Man. You guys do such a great job bringing the story to life that I don't oh. feel a need to. Oh, Mike. Thank you. He finishes off saying, I always look forward to your show and cannot wait to see what the next four years brings. Thank you Thanks, so much. Man. But I wanted to bring that up because oh, apparently awesome. we're doing all right. Apparently that's awesome. All right. But Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So next week. Issue 79 through 85 and Ultimate Spider-Man Annual number one. Be there. Warriors. That makes me think, are we getting speedball? Give me Ultimate Speedball. Don't tell me. Don't tell me I want to bask in the idea of Ultimate Speedball. <laughs> okay. I, I just want you to remember that you said that. I fucking love Speedball. So um, <laughs> I love Venice. So hey, yeah, you. Um, I think Venice is awesome. <laughs> it's a great idea. It's a cool idea. <laughs> uh, so be there next week. Be there. Be square, not a circle. And uh, yep. for the Geek Explained Book Club, for Jacob Brown, I have been Eric Azana. And for Jacob Brown, I have been your molten man. <laughs> we. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and we will see you next time. Salador! Because he's nuts! Because <laughs> he's nuts! <laughs>
everything's turning black Still don't know how I'm gonna make it back Back to the other side Back where the others lie Feels like it always drags me back again Back to the start again Back where I ought to been Feels like the clock keeps turning back again Back where it all began Coming around again Yeah, but I know this time I'm alive pays off for you doesn't pay off for me doesn't pay off for me one bit sure it does now you know cellar door i don't want to fucking talk about that cellar door now you know one, the cellar door. now you know one what the cellar bit door is. more than we need to now you know what the cellar door is i wish i didn't know what the cellar door was that shit had me in stitches the the dude who wrote in and was like don't forget about the circle oh yes oh. you bro <laughs> <laughs> It is it is slowly becoming my identity is this circles thing. It's it's just it's never gonna leave me alone. <laughs> it's the circles, man. Circles of life, circles of death. 